Hello everyone, it's Friday night and it is weekender time once more. And on this week's show, we reach back into the distant past to pull out some myths and legends for your tabletop games. On top of that, one lucky viewer will be able the chance to win a massive Horace Heresy bundle from store.ontabletop.com. You'll be able the chance to win Libra Hereticus, Libra Startes, and the Age of Darkness box. All you need to do is stick a comment below and be a subscriber to the YouTube channel. Uh, if you can share us around and give us the thumbs up and all that other stuff as well, that would be amazing. Otherwise, sit back and relax because your weekend starts here. Hello everyone, we are back again to bring you all tabletop goodness from across the last seven days and this week I'm joined by the delightful Justin, Hola. the delicious Benjamino, Hello. and the awesomely fantabuloso Brother Lloyd. Simone! How this feels you? weird. Does it though? Just, I'm putting it out there now, this feels weird. <laughs> but and yet hauntingly familiar yes unfortunately <laughs> yeah, there, there you go it's all good in the hood uh yeah so we're back again for more fun-filled stuff um trying to think if there's anything exciting and strange that we've been up to that people should know about freeze left if oh yeah that happens if you haven't seen last week's show we say goodbye to the free last week's show yeah, um go watch it which is why you've got four crusty old men and nobody, <laughs> nobody prayed to look at this way. Yeah. Sorry about beard. that. For, for all uh, we know, she might still be in the intro or might not be in the intro. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I did have to take some rather alluring shots of John this week. Oh. oh. That, that's got nothing to do with work, though. <laughs> just, how, just how he gets his day in, I suppose. Well, you know, when the edit is done, you've got to find some way to pass the time on the clock. Well, it's fascinating, fascinating stuff. Um, we also had a couple of little interviews went out. So we have the Parabellum Spotlight went out today, mm-hmm. uh, all about looking into the night sky. Ooh, that's a good yeah. one. And, Astrology. Uh, and if you missed it, I have a, a fantastic little chat with Daniel Mersey Esquire. It's bloody great. It is fantastic, where I we just sort one. of delve into Dan and all the stuff he's up to. Um, and at no point do I reference the fact that you've got all my rule books belonging to him, uh, Lloyd. So that was, good. <laughs> that was very good. They're all now defunct. Uh, only one of them's defunct. Oh, well, I've, one I've, of I've, I've upgraded, so I'm fine. Yeah, that one, years old. That one you can so, hang on to. Yeah. No, it's a little, uh, no, oh, no, no, it's no a, decade, a decade. A decade, decade year old. Yeah. Well, I am looking forward to next week because hopefully, possibly, sort of, maybe, there should be a deep dive for the new War Machine Mark IV rules mm. as new, that you've mm. done, Jerry. Oh, yes. That was I'm me. I'm sure people I will did be that. very excited about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, interesting stuff. And hopefully in the new year, We'll be doing a lot more with Privateer Press about yeah. as well. So mm-hmm. I've already said if, it. Dibs on Signar. If you're <laughs> interested in the old War Machine Mick 4, then uh, mm-hmm. you should check out that next week, assuming it doesn't break. Yeah, or, you know, Fall over, happens. run away, uh, place goes on fire, uh, all of that. If it does, promises, I've got the original Jerry. footage. You can all come around and watch it at my house. <laughs> Formerly <laughs> only Q. Right, shall we kick on with the end of the week then? 
Yes. It gets any sillier. Uh, we mentioned them ooh, a couple of weeks ago. I was mm-hmm. like, well, we really need to actually come back and show people what they get up to. And it is uh, Fireforge Games. Mm-hmm. So they are purveyors of tiny fighting men uh, from across the internet. We'll say that because, as you can see, they do a variety of historic fantasy and also 15 mil. The majority bits and pieces are 28s, but they they pluck their ranges uh, from other people as well. So the 15 mil, for example, come from two companies, um, which is Fire and Sword. Uh, Westwind slash Forged in Battle. Um, yeah, and yeah. the, the Forged in Battle <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah. Fired Swords from Poland. Uh, yes. So it's it's a good place to come to see some ranges that you may not have otherwise seen. Also, I believe there's some Qin uh, Dynasty Chinese from Watchful Eye Studios from America. Uh, again, if you're unaware of them, you may find little little gems, little nuggets of gold lurking in here from companies you've never heard of before which is good. I like the fact this one says Fire and Sword because I was looking at the banners earlier and I had the Polish version of Fire and Sword on there, which took me a while to work out what company it was. <laughs> so I'm going, what? It looks familiar. I'm sure I've seen that logo, but I don't really know what's going on. Um, but they are, the uh, the 50 mil stuff's quite cute as well. You'd like this, Lloyd. I am going to like this. Because it's... Uh, I didn't realise they did 15 mil poles. I'm going to have to go on. Medieval, medieval and Renaissance. Uh, so if you want to do the Polish, Lithuanian uh, or, or the um, Transylvanian stuff uh, from that sort of period up against the Turks, then you can do that. And all this happily. stuff, all this stuff would be great for Lion Rampant Mark II. Yes. Isn't it? Oh, 100%. Is it, yeah. is it Mark II they're calling it? No, it's no they, they're just thinking the of Lion Rampant. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't even think they're bothering with uh, an addition branded onto it. Um, I think it's just, on the book. I could tell if I looked behind me, but that required showing everybody the back of my head. I'm not going to, because I don't know what you're up to when my head's turned. Because Fireforge have their own games, mm. or their own game as well, that you could use for this. They I do. assume you could use for, for the 15 mil stuff as well. Mm, it's interesting that Deus Vult is, um, it could be used for 15. There's no reason why you couldn't change it over, but it's mostly 11th to 13th century. So yeah, it's stuff, very crusade oh, is it? That, that this is a little bit later. In the grand scheme of things, you know. every box has a minimum of three men. Yeah, very, <laughs> much so. very much so. But there's some absolutely cracking little gems in there, and amongst the the fire and sword range, which is I don't know if we've ever gone over fire and sword. I I want to say we have because I view the site on a semi regular basis for other things. We've definitely stopped off with them whenever we've been at events and stuff, and they've been there. We've always uh, stopped off for an interview with them. Maybe another one for a future in the more depth because this is a. A, a very nice range. Yeah. Very nice range. Um, and also, if you are looking for a game beyond Fire and Sword, Fire and Sword has got a new edition as well recently, which I think is the, the original rules were good, but the editing and layout wasn't up to snuff, which made it a bit of a slog to get through. Mm. But I believe that the, the second edition has polished that quite a bit. But otherwise, you can run uh, L'Art de la Guerre, oh, oh, which they the, sell on this side. Right there. Click the one on the left. No, up. The one that looked like Hussars. The, the Yeltsy, these ones. Yeltsy. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> I want them, but I can't say them. Yeah, <laughs> they are winged under some form of light calf. Yeah. Possibly medium. They are quite cute, aren't they? Yeah. So anyway, 15 mil range, mostly medieval and uh, Eastern Europe, although 
you will find some of the the forged and battle stuff in there for uh, slightly different take on things. So uh, Danish, Hungarians, yeah, Danes were you kind of everything. Yeah. <laughs> you get everywhere. Look at them. Oh, uh, there's, only, there's only a few of them. Go for this garment set. Go for this garment set. We can have look a look at the little musketeering. It's very Thirty Years War esque. Oh, the the full on. You too can be a Danish skirmisher. It's quite nice, actually. Cool. So, How much is that set? About 40 quid. So this is just Lloyd shopping. Oh, yeah. 40, it's 40 just 40 quid. quid. Less, it's euros. But, yeah, then, there's there's but, but, but then it's postage, yeah. And, and tax. Well, on, there will be on, tax. On their, their homepage, they're doing free shipping at the minute. Oh, we don't get tax? <laughs> no. We, we still count as being part of the EU. We're spreading your European. We are and we're not until you. That would be that yeah. would be Northern Ireland specific, though. You're saying. Oh yeah. Oh, very, yeah. Very, us specifically. <laughs> not you guys in the mainland. Sorry. <laughs> Unlucky. Suck it well, up. No, because if you have a friend here, send it to them and then post it on. But anyway, leaving the 15s behind. So there's a, a lot that you can jump and frolic and scamper through. Mm. Uh, the sort of the, the two fairly chunky ranges. Uh, one is their fantasy Forgotten World set. Uh, and then the other is the historic range, um, which, as you can see, there's an example trucking away on the left. So mostly aimed around that 11th to 13th century bracket for the Crusade. So you're going to see a lot of uh, Spanish, Norman-esque uh, sort of stuff as well. Moors, all of the, the good stuff. And then the Forgotten um, World is a whole host of stuff. So where are we starting? History or fantasy? I'll let you kids decide in the audience. Uh, fantasy, because we've just had history. Fantasy. Okay, so the forgotten, forgotten world. They started off with um, a big Kickstarter a couple of years ago, where you got essentially the Starks against the undead. Yes, it was not Game of Thrones. It was not Game of Thrones <laughs> in any way. Shape I can't form. believe it's not Game of Thrones. Yes, um, and then since then they've they've added to it. So the range itself is a mix of hard plastic and uh, occasional resiny bits. Um, I want to say the Northern Kingdoms are the Starks, aren't they? Yes. Yes. They are, yes, yeah. they are. Yeah. So there's some absolute stonkers in here if you're not playing not game of thrones now obviously you may want to have some terrible foxy rabble oh foxy rabble doesn't want to load i hate that we're looking at this site because this site always tempts me every time i'm on it but i have so far resisted to get any of the any of the fantasy stuff i have historical stuff kicking about but i have resisted the fantasy stuff but you might break me this is why you're lucky to be working from yeah. home because every day anyone that's in the studio working has to walk through the store and go oh there's some team yankee there that could be nice i could do a, a west germans or an east germans force when it's See, just payday it's, it's as well i have monies that's dangerous you should always just buy them don't wait for payday just buy them buy them all the time uh, but yeah the the humans have a, a very Game of Thrones Stark esque look, lots of quilted leather rather than being massively big armored. Round shields. Yeah. Big yeah. round shields and nice bucket helms on them. Yeah, uh, and just a tiny knockoff wolf's head on the shields. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that wolf's heads on standards and stuff predates Game of Thrones by <laughs> actual fair millennia. Point, yeah. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. One of the interesting things, but one of the things I really like about the kits, and it's something we talked about when we discussed the Berbers a couple of weeks ago, which mm. were their newer releases, is that they they make them very kind of wargamer friendly. Yes. So the kits are, you know, you've got a bunch of pieces to play around with and tinker with, but they're very sort of quick and easy to assemble. They're not like a, oh, God, fiddly, ugh. Nuts. You've got to try and build yeah. up large regiments of things. Even so, things like yeah. that, it may not be great to see there, but there's a two-handed spear. Now, it's very easy to glue a spear into one hand, 
trying to line up two-handed one it's, is a pain in the backside. The yeah. <laughs> so the fact that they've actually cast it as one so piece, just so you just on. slide yeah. it straight onto his torso, yeah. and away you go. Yeah. You're all good for the stabbings. So that's always good, clean family fun, I feel. Let's see if this will open without spinning. Yeah, apparently. This, this is a great range things. for just a generic fantasy. Generic arm. fantasy. Really, is, really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Clinker, I'm, I'm looking at it going, can I do something for Kings of War with it? Totally. I think you easily could. Yeah. Mm. There might, might be a way to do something like the Order of the Green Lady. To have a more saga with them. Drink. Um, yes, <laughs> you can always do saga with them. It's always good. Yeah. But I like the idea of maybe a, a lightly armoured knightly force uh, for something like that. And again, sort of medium armour and relatively simple to put together. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing got was... a nice chunky feel to them as well. Yeah. yeah, these are a little bit bigger than their They're like proper range, heroic yeah. sort of warriors kind of thing. The, the thing that I really liked about these when I saw them, well, the thing that was really weird was when these came onto Kickstarter originally, mm-hmm. we only really saw the renders. Yes. And I was like, mm, are they actually going to be this good? You know, you see renders on Kickstarter and you're like, eh, meh, maybe. Lovely is lovely. And then, yeah, I mean, then the miniatures came out and it was like, oh, no, no, they definitely have managed to nail this. (laughs) They look great. So, yeah. (laughs) They look great in a stylized, gamey look, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So they've managed to differentiate it well from their historicals, Mm. if that's what their intention was. I think so, because if you're going to produce a fantasy range, now I know they've done it with the resin Pegasus stuff for their Albion, which is kind of Bretonian-esque, but if you're going to produce historically fantasy knights, well, people are just going to go and buy the historical ones. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But having this, it has a, it has a very distinct look. Without people going, oh, that's just dot dot dot. That's just Renaissance Landschnecht, or that's just War of the Roses, or that's just Hundred Years War. You know, with extra bits twiddly dawn. Um, whereas these have a a coherent look like they've come from a specific world and and that's yeah kind of thing whereas you know they the draw qu- quilting they, armor on the horses is particularly they, nice well. they draw on a lot of obviously uh things from historical but mm. they've come up with something that looks kind of unique and, and appealing yeah the folk rubble as well are very nice if you need that's a bunch so of good wildling-esque yeah. slash uh peasants to be killed so cannon fodder Yes. Very much so, and, and this will be a, this will be important when we hit the next set of fantasy in a moment, uh, which are the fun dead. You'll because, see the transition, <laughs> yeah, because the, the zombies are just the peasantry, yeah, um, with you know the occasional sort of armored guy. It might actually be a separate box for armored zombies. The thing that the, the thing that I've seen a lot of people using this and the undead yeah, to represent. Um, armies and Oathmark. Now, obviously, Oath, Oathmark and Northstar have their yeah. own plastic range, but I think a lot of people were immediately immediately latched onto this because when all the Oathmark stuff came out originally, they hadn't really built up their own unique line of, of miniatures properly at that point. So a lot of people were like, "Oh well, all of the humans can be done with the stuff from Fireforge. Let's just grab them." Yeah, and it makes perfect sense as well because okay. it's got that whole generic fantasy style to it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. and again, nobody there hasn't been a bat armorer adding bat wings to exactly. all their bat helmets. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. you could drop a guy with a shotgun and a chainsaw on his arm in here mm. and get some sugar. It'd be awesome. 
<laughs> yes, 100% what he said. Um, Heal to the king, baby. Uh, and, you know, there's oh, yes. the... So that's just a rottenified version of the... Yeah. Um, and and that's, that's, what, that's why that's so cool, because they've gone, well, the enemies of this undead faction are the Northmen. So all the undead would be from the Northmen. And it's, yeah. so it matches up really nicely. It's not like when you see undead in Warhammer Fantasy in like a vampire army that bear no resemblance to the Empire soldiers. Any of the people from. that they've come to. Like- <laughs> the, I love yeah. the hodgepodge that we're seeing in the armor here because you've got some guys yeah. with heavier armor, some guys with the quilted armor. So they're not just raising from like, oh, the, this faction here is the faction, you know, it's like going to Tesco's whenever you're shopping for undead yeah. soldiers. Stick I only go to Tesco, so I have to have the Tesco brand undead. <laughs> and also, it, I mean, you can see then that there is a room for expansion. Yeah, I know he's got antlers, but knights would have things on their heads sometimes. Calm down, Lloyd. <laughs> this one did get a bit pointy. Yeah. <laughs> I would have preferred to just sort of taken the other, the, the other guys and then made them dead looking, but mm. there you go. I mean, it's because not, not, they've tried to make them a little well. bit like not Lannisters. So if you want that look, though, you could maybe get the other horses, paint them to look a little bit dead, and then swap some of the bits from the other box set on. Just make the yeah. horses ill. There we go. It depends. Uh, on the the components parts, are those armored? Is the barding like a separate component, or is it already No, it's, oh, it's, all it's attached. There. So there's ah, the that's, that's unfortunate. things, and there's that's the... Oh, well, no, actually, the barding is separate. Forget oh, it. You can leave. You can and, can so it's on the heads. Oh, so definitely, just, I definitely leave the, that off, then. So you could put the undead head on the old horses. Go back to the. Go, yeah. I know we're sidetracked here. Go back to the other, the the real live cavalry. Yes, the real live cavalry. <laughs> and you take anything, real horses. Take anything off that set, put on there. But they if they're barding separate as well. Then yeah, maybe. Uh, where are we? Nope. Building Lloyd's. Yep, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. We're building Lloyd's. No, they're, 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 they're no, they're they're attached. Yeah. Uh, but at that point, you swap right. the three live heads with three dead heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and just vary up your deadness. Yeah, ha- have oh, some, have some with the quilting, and have some without. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do have like a look the fact t- that you can leave the the heavy barding you're, off. You're going to ask, can we have a look at the dwarves? Aren't you? I was going to say, can we have a look at the characters for these two? All right, okay. as well? Because they they're the ones that are slightly different because they're done in resin. They're done so, in resin. Yeah. yeah, but they're still great. So, I, I yeah. shall allow it. I was just wondering because uh, I, ha- I haven't actually I can't remember the undead heroes, but I remember the the Northern Kingdoms ones. So. So you've got oh, a little fun classic. dead necromancer. Yeah. Yes. Very nice. Just needs a, an apprentice with a shovel and he's good to go. <laughs> yes. Well, hang on. There, there was at least one of those villagers with a shovel. Oh, there yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Just use Three him. Three coppers a day. Come on, Mikey. Let's go. <laughs> and then you've oh, got I like your that. Yeah. King they're, in the North. They're a little more batty. He's <laughs> <laughs> an animated skeleton like Jason yeah. and the Argonauts. That's yeah. what they're for. Yeah, but some of the barding on the horse, it just it's starting to have like echoes of bat bits. Spiky, See, I spiky. I, I, I don't mind the barding on the horse because that's very close to historically accurate. Oh, sorry. I, I mean the actual part down the flanks. Where's the bit down the flanks? Let's go back. There. Yeah, no, on his again. arse. Yeah, but yeah. again, again like, there's, arse armor. there's <laughs> Renaissance armor, especially the stuff that was made in Asper. Germany. Yeah. It was very similar to that. So I, I don't mind it. I mean, even the fact that he's got a crown over the top of a summer, it's it's mm. not so over the top that you would go, oh, 
they've yeah. they've deliberately got some blacksmiths, murdered them up, and then resurrected them to amend all the stuff. I just wouldn't paint it purple. If you just painted it in metals and then rusted it back, yeah. I think it would look less Batwing. Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Less yeah. fantastical and more realistic. At yeah, that point. the purple is a little bit of an assault to the eye. Yeah. Um, very nicely. Very so that's that's. The we most. like your miniatures, but we hate your color scheme. That one was <laughs> Yeah. Well, generally we have to find something to complain about. So Please. why not complain about that? Um, then they expanded here. out into the dwarves. Did they do the dwarves as a Kickstarter oh, as well? Kickstarter, Kickstarter as well. Yeah. 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 So it it fulfilled recently. I've got some of yeah. them behind me. Weirdly, mm. we were that talking about it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that you're getting a mounted and unmounted version of the same. Yes. Era. Yes. Very good. Mounted on RAM. Um, and he has, I think that's a runestone optional hand, so you can have his hand completely open or one clutching a runestone to lob at somebody's head and he realises that runestones don't do anything. <laughs> the nice but, thing about these dwarves, I remember, is that they're not your classic kind of Warhammer mountain dwarves, if you know what I no, mean. No, they are not. In any They've way, gone down the route of trying to almost weirdly kind of like renaissance them, I, mm. th- I guess you'd say, yeah, yeah. Um, where they look like they actually maybe are in like a dwarven Venice or something, yeah. or something which I think is kind of cool. Uh, Just a got, higher level of technology than yeah. peasants and the humans. Because yeah. obviously, you know, they work away in their mines and, and their, their mountains building weaponry and black powder guns and all that kind of stuff. And so they have like flintlocks and all sorts of different things. I think it's really cool and a nice way to kind of differentiate them from other dwarf ranges. So, yeah. This is weird. Do they not have a shot of them actually built? Fortunately, no. <laughs> get to imagine there yeah. are some on their Facebook but <laughs> right, you know what you do lot if you want to see them built you buy yeah. the box you buy the box we'll get Jerry to shelf the ones that he's got behind there so. yeah. <laughs> using, using these as my sharpshooters and kings of war yeah. you can get like three regiments out of one box that's a bargain yeah. by Grabthar's hammer people that is a bargain and they are filth in game I'm just saying 36 range mm-hmm. all the piercing I'm seeing one of them you know has raided the kitchen for his helmet <laughs> the flathead I don't yeah. again I, I don't mind that because that's actually very close to what Mantic mm-hmm. have for their dwarves so it helps blend them in better uh, I like the big chick, thick chunky pavises as well mm-hmm. they can yeah. hide but yeah they've got all like the feathers and they've got the slightly slashed silk style uh, things going on for their tunics and stuff and then the padded armour the, the quilted armour on top of the 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 proper stuff as well. I, I think they're it's it's very different in so much that it won't fit in necessarily alongside a lot of other fantasy armies unless you maybe you're doing something for Kings of War because hmm. the aesthetic kind of matches oh, a little bit there. Look smashing for Imperial Dwarves, but, yeah. But um, I think if you were to put them next to a lot of other kind of fantasy generic fant- generic fantasy dwarfs, so say for example the Oathmark ones and that kind hmm. of thing, they would look diff like different enough. So. Yeah, it, it, but you know they, they've done all the core things you'd need effectively. You've got a leader, you've got a caster, you've got cavalry, you've got infantry, and you've Heavy got infantry sort of and archers. And I yeah. was thinking about making an oath dwarf, an oath marked dwarf army, but then they started showing this stuff off, and I just put the whole project to the side. I said, "Nah, I'm gonna wait, wait and see." see. <laughs> I like that but, as well. That you but now it's been waiting and seeing forever. <laughs> it's nice that they do female. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're they're partly on the well. sprue anyway. Um huh? but if you want to bulk Just up make more of them. I mean yeah. those are really nice. Mm-hmm. Are they resin heads? These like a um, resin. I believe those are resin. Fine resin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. having a whole bunch of uh, additional heavy armored if you want to make a, an elite unit 
for your army, mm-hmm. like uh, Iron Guard instead of your filthy cheap Ironclad. Defense six is amazing. I'm playing a lot of Kings War at the moment. Um, and yeah, it's, it's good. It's good oh, to have them. But yeah, fascinating to see where they go after this. Um, there are oh. some little sort of standalone things. So there is an elf already, but no range. So we may see a range of elves in the future. Before we move into historical stuff, there mm-hmm. is another fantasy section on this site. Yes. That's kind of like a a step where they were kind of mm. selling other people's stuff before they got yep. their range up and running. So Frostgrave, Oathmark, Stargrave, you'll see they're all just the Allspray stuff. The yeah. fantasy football is their own resin team of uh, Amazons. Um, so that is a doable. Uh, although apparently... Slow. Very, very slow. Oh, we got pictures of the models there. Yep. That's useful. Yay. So that's the whole team, full 16. And then I think there's also a star player and possibly a big. Uh, oh. Not liking this site today, are you? You need to plug in a fresh hamster to the writer. Hardly. No, Edley, no. There we go. So yeah, nice set of Amazons if you plan on playing a bit of Blood Bowl. Yeah, nice set of Amazons. <laughs> Lovely set of Amazons. <laughs> <laughs> Problem there? Uh, no? <laughs> Moving Just on. Checking. Oh dear. Into the historical. Into the historicals. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the, and again, back to the safety of World War Two. They um, should have. They where did all their other historical stuff go? Uh, uh, medieval I, and stuff. Yeah, they got all yeah. that as well. They've got this, as you can see. There's an awful lot of stuff from Gripping Beast to Perry's and the whole oh, yeah. chunky stuff from Vitrix and all the rest. Uh, if I just go down and go, yeah, damn, it. and then that will give us their range of stuff. So, like we were saying earlier, burn and loot um, for Desvolt is, I think, the only book that's currently. Purchasable. The other ones being the skirmish rules, I believe. Yeah, that's the yeah. skirmishy one, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's a pack with all three books, but they're all currently um, out of stock because the the main core. It's that's the one though. Rules. That's the one. Isn't that the one where you can rank up your guys into like a block and then break them apart for skirmishing and stuff as well? Yes, I think you can. Yeah, yeah. It's also the one that was one of the first. Well, one of the first games that I think we covered that had a lot of those command mechanics in it. So being able to look after troops and like some troops might not even arrive and the fog of war and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you it was build, by Cavat- uh, Alessio Cavatoria. Yeah, you build so, three yeah. three battles, a reconnaissance of main battle, and then your reserve, um, and then depending on how the reconnaissance goes, there's like a whole sub sub game where you're yeah. choosing the um, terrain you're going to fight on. So whoever wins the reconnaissance and scouting gets to deploy certain terrain features so you, if you're cavalry heavy you might want big open plains if you're all about skirmishing archers you might want lots of terrain and fields to uh, stop your opponent from getting at you um but yeah fascinating rule set hopefully it'll be back in print soon but as you can see these are some of the resin um ranges so, is that is that oh, oh yeah smaller box sets so yeah the smaller yeah. box sets they're the ones they started out with yeah, yeah so they, they started with the resin and then went on to Hard plastics after. Sorry, like, uh, sorry, just one question. Why does one of them have purity seals on his shield? Does one of them have purity <laughs> seals on the shield? Is that because you've been playing too much 40k? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, what happened was 
Tassels. Ah, tassels. Ah. That one might be Crusaders. <laughs> yeah, the Reconquista was very because it was a Crusade. You you bought your way into heaven by removing lords from ah. uh, from Spain. So heaven via <laughs> yeah. writ of murder. Yeah, um, plenary indulgences, things like that. That will never cause any problems ever by being sold. Just saying. But you have the likes of uh, Teutonics. The Templars were particularly funky. Yeah, and the Byzantine stuff they've been plucking away out for ages. Oh, the Izzy Busies, yeah. He's an interesting looking fella. Mm, Choice of heads as well. They really are nice. They are, again, a little bit chunkier, I'd say, Mm. in the most part. But then I think they give off that really awesome sort of heroic then you Fan, played, uh, heroic fancy. Heroic they're not, they're not yeah, that so. chunky, Cause, though. Because you've played around with the plastic Swedes, haven't you? Yeah, I have plastic Swedes, and yeah. I have the um, their Russians as well. The vast majority of my SAG army is built up from actually a couple of box sets of their mm. medieval Russians. Yeah. I think the characters are slightly more larger than life, I think. Mm. But I think that's mainly just because they want to show off. You mean like you get, historical figures? Well, yeah. Well, they're actually, I think they're actually smaller. If you put them up against likes of, um, uh, what's that now? Bloody footsore and stuff like that. Footsore. The heads okay. and things on these right. guys is actually smaller. Yeah, well, certainly compared to the gripping base plastics, I think they are. But yeah, they certainly still, compared to that. They still mix fairly well. You can yes. see the, the sprue options there. So you've got a range of shields depending on what shields you want to put on your models there, Lloyd. Because I know that's yeah. a very important thing. Yeah. What shields I, do they get? I thought I mentioned it, then I decided not to mention it, and then <laughs> I mentioned it. You took the, <laughs> took the higher ground there. It, it's I, a great, I, I attempted to. It's a great way to grind your army build to a complete halt. <laughs> Pro- procrastinating over shields. How, how many years? Five. <laughs> At minimum. <laughs> Look, they've got bucklers. How dare they? Pick, pick a side, people. Either round <laughs> shields or teardrop shields. These little halfway house bucklers, they're good. Yeah, and actually pick, are you melee or ranged? Oh, I think all ranged people would prefer not to be shot. I think so. Counter battery fire is a, a terrible thing. Hey, that one guy's wearing a walnut whip on his head. That's cool. It's no nice. walnut whip. <laughs> if the Byzantine Empire still around, they'd be very annoyed with what you said there. <laughs> Show off uh, Saladin. This is a beautiful Saladin model. Mm, it really is. Yeah. This is where a lot of their focus was, I think, over sort of last year and the year before. It was very much on the idea of building up their Crusades force a bit more because um, they had all the Teutonic stuff. Mm. But then they were really wanting to build up on the the um, the Arab infantry and all that kind of bit stuff as well to kind of give you the two, well, two sides effectively to to fight out battles with. So, yeah. Ooh, Ooh, play the resin shields. Yeah, I procrastinated over these ages ago and still haven't done anything with them. <laughs> the well, they still have the still tape on them. So the blister yeah. is still oh, no, oh, no, no, it's been opened. Oh, it's been opened. Yeah. Okay. Look at that, peeps. Yeah, yeah. He's taken the first step. <laughs> it's always the hardest one. Always yeah. the hardest. But. Oh, Berbers. Mm, yeah. yeah. Coming soon. Looked at those a couple of weeks ago, or maybe last week. Everything this is blows. like this is like this is like the one that you'll know this range from from years and years. This yes. this that particular oh, yeah. box set is years the, old now. Oh yeah, first time we saw that was oof. way, way back, back when. Salute was the first. 
place we saw them. I don't remember the year. I'm fairly sure this was more or less just after the just after the book came out. I think mm. these were coming out. So are, are we talking like 20, 2010, 2012, something like that? 2012. Uh, 2012 was the launch of the game, yeah. So yeah. They are, they're, they're still really nice. I mean <laughs> they are good, yeah. Wanna run some Teutonic Knights. Very yeah. sweet. Proper dashing of, forward knightly poses. Yeah, you do so. sorts of uh, brutalism into all the uh, the pagans all around you. Uh, there's there's next words. I'll teach them. <laughs> yeah, you know it's 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 nice the fact that whenever they went for it, they didn't immediately go Desvold and we're going to base all our stuff in the Holy Land because yes. there were so many other crusades. They started with the Teutonic Northern Crusades Crusade stuff. in the north, the Baltic Crusades, and then they did some stuff around Sweden, then they did the Reconquista with Spain, and now 10 years later they're finally going and here's the, the Holy Land sort of crusades that other people are more offended. I suppose with. we should probably build Rich yeah. the Lionheart and Co. <laughs> they, feel, they, feel, they feel like I have enough troops to do it now. Yeah. Who are these? These are Turkopoles. Uh So they were would have been it eventually became whatever light cav with ranged and spears were known as. But originally it was the Christianized Turks. So they fought in a more Islamic way. Um, so the, the light calf that was always harassing and causing a lot of issues for the Crusaders in the Holy Land, they ended up recruiting okay. a load of, of these guys. I'm seeing what you meant about the, the armor for the horse. What arm for the yeah, horse? There's, there's, there's no arm. No, the hard age highlighting was confusing. Yeah, for he's, he's very, he's very muscular. So. <laughs> yeah, very. <laughs> l- l- it's like a, it's like a, a, a part of a square. What the hell? It's not, it's not, it's not the way I would paint it. No, no. As you can see, it's, it's, it's not that. Yeah, yeah. On the actual heavy. miniature, it's yeah. the way it was painted. But they do like chunky horses in this range. They do. The horses are fat. <laughs> you can also they're see quite, they're quite big bottomed wide it's but, that's, but that makes the gaming world go round they've got uh, it does they've also got uh, scale, horses scale <laughs> armor for sort of cataphract style things or even mm. you know half armored horses uh, which is really nice I didn't know they had this box set I might have to get some of these it's a rel- I was going to say relatively recent it's probably not that recent now uh, end of last year, beginning yeah. of this year, maybe. Yeah, so. I but mean, we're we're a good long way through this year. You know, so people say, but I refuse to believe them. But yeah, the uh, the Berber and the Black Guard are coming in November. They're the ones that we didn't, looked at a couple didn't, of weeks ago. Didn't yeah. you get the memo, Justin? That a year is now made of two years. It has to be two years to be counted as a year. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, that's what happened with the pandemic. Then <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> No, no, these no, ones are great. Nobody told me this. Nobody told me this. I love these guys. They're so cool. And more Spanish. Those look good. Yeah. Nice mixture of like styles and armor types in there. Yeah. Really nice mercenary feel to them. Yeah, that that's the that's the way that I'd see using them to, as like mercenaries in like a fantasy game or something. Because mm-hmm. they've got the ragtag look. Very cool. You, you yeah. don't want to reconquer the south of the Iberian Peninsula then? No, nah, let's not do that. She's <laughs> oh, <laughs> a right. silly place. Okay. Well, we see it's how this been done. But yeah, the there's things like the Varangian Guard. Ah, uh, Vikings as well, yeah. So, you know, there's Swedish warriors. The Swedish warriors, which are hard plastic. The uh, Varangians are resins. Is this? But this is the. Is this the stuff from BMV? No, this isn't the stuff from BMV. No, no, this is their, their own range, own. isn't it? Yeah, that's their, their Varangians. Yeah. Mm. 
Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Vikings who left the fjords and went, oh, we quite like it here. Hey, that's Vikings in the sun. Yeah. Could not have been a good idea. <laughs> just saying. They didn't want to be heavily armored. They just needed to keep the sun off. Yeah. Uh, I guess there was no factor 50 back then. Really nice range. <laughs> no, no. Just... And are those resins? Those are resins. They are nice looking. They really are. Really nice. I love all the detail in them. And it's those, it's those, uh, those uh, helmets with the full-on chain coif, chain mask, yeah, and mask oh, the over the front. Beard. Oh, yes, the chainmail beard. <laughs> it's so, it's so cool. Well, that, that's so really it. because it was so warm, they had to shave the beards off, but they still wanted to look like they had. Oh, beards. Maybe, maybe. It's yeah. strange they don't have any of their own Varangian shields in this pack, though, because they do have them. I <laughs> literally holding them. Well, the thing is, they they never show the additional bits. Uh, in there, but they have a whole bit section where you can go in and start going hunting for fantasy or historic shields. Mm. Um, so if I go to the bits, what have you got in there? Oh, just the horses. You're going to make me find the shields now, and I'm not going to find the shields. Is it in accessories? I'm just going to say that their bits are, are on the website. Oh, yes, the bits are on the website. I'm just yeah, saying there it you go. Be, oh, it, it's yeah. a bit strange. They don't seem to have packed them with their own Varangian well, shields. Well, it, it, it would up the price. And then is people this, just is this Lloyd's favourite section, I'm guessing? <laughs> it's just the shields. All the shields. There's the Albion shields if you want to do Bretonian-like uh, people mm. with all their lovely little I'm not going to paint anything onto my shields because I'm going to have them all cast and you can't make me. Perfecto. Yeah. That's very good. If you if you do a blue circle behind that and then a yellow field behind that, that would be Enniskillens for uh, well, that's uh, years later in the Napoleonic Wars. However, it would still work. Well, hang on. That, that top middle one, just white field, red bull. There you go. Way hey, Chicago. And the shield is a good <laughs> section to hit if you're buying into the fantasy range of their Northmen, but you want to give your Northmen a different look to your mates. Northmen, you can dip into the shield section. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, you could go absolutely nuts and maybe replace all those dish bowl shields with something a bit more Varengian. Very fancy. Very fancy. Look at that. I mean, imagine that unit coming at you like Cleopatra. You'd know it when they hit you. <laughs> there you go. So that's um, amazing a little, stuff. A little yeah. brief look. There's an awful lot more, especially in the historic section. Um, and even though the Albion range, we didn't have a look at the Pegasus Knights. They're knights on Pegasus. Mm. Yeah. Kind of, kind you, of, you, you can work it out. Does what it says on 10. Right. Uh, we shall take a quick swish. And when we come back, Ben will be telling us what's in the news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that sh you love. It's the News. <laughs> all right, folks, and back for some news. Uh, we're going to be starting off in the realm of um, sci-fi, because we're dealing with a lot of fantasy and historical uh, earlier in the show. So we're going to be looking at what Corvus Belly have got lined up for release in October, so next month, but the pre-orders are available now for you to dive into and have fun with. And uh, we have a bunch of stuff that's going to be expanding beyond what's available, well, what was available from Operation Blackwind. So sort of like the next steps for that. But we start off with Kornak Gazarot, which is a fantastic new uh, option for you to include in your Marat uh, aggression force on the tabletop. It's a hell of a tuning fork. And that, you know, yes. Yeah. When one blade is not enough. They said, in, 
they said in the uh, in the description, oh, he has a flamethrower. And I was like, yes, I know he has a flamethrower, but what the hell is that? <laughs> this? I, what is this? I assume it's for cutting the legs off tags, basically. Oh, work, yeah. Um, so, yes. Uh, uh, clearly, clearly that's for, for the ration packs. Oh, well, maybe, yes. Yeah. This is very by the power of Grayskull. Yes. It is yeah. very by the power of Grayskull, yes. I don't know, there, there was an old video game, Transistor, if you ever played it. I remember Transistor. Yeah. yeah, I think the hero had a sword very similar. She did. She had a very big sword like that that was a tuning fork because it was all about music. Yes, yeah. very true. Yeah. I remember uh, but... Transistors. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like that they've gone, they've continued down that route of the Morat kind of having a little bit of that kind of brute sense about them mm. from like Halo and stuff, mm. which I think is really cool. Uh, and throwing together a very awesome force. They are like the top tier aliens, I think, if you want to dive in and play around with some stuff in uh, in Infinity. Forget about, forget about Toha for now. Nobody needs to know about Toha. But <laughs> Toha, they're lonely. I don't care. They can stay lately. Uh, right. So uh, in addition to that, we also have some support packs that come out for Operation Blackwind. So Operation Blackwind was the last of the Infinity Code 1 sets that had come out recently. Mm-hmm. It was the big themed uh, sort of week and, and all the videos about it earlier in this year. Uh, but now you've got two additional packs that have come out to support both the Aleph forces and the Hack Islam. Uh, so these each are, of the... These are freaking me out though, Ben. What, why, the, the why? anime bots? These little Chibi tiny remote. things with the tiny boobs. The remotes, yeah. They're freaking me out. <laughs> I hadn't noticed the little boobs until you told us. So, there we go. Uh, but anyway, so you get the two little weird remotes uh, to play around with, which is really nice. And then you also get the, uh, there's like an engineer and a doctor for both of these forces. So they've kind of been balanced um, for you to basically add the same kind of stuff into both the Hack Islam and the Aleph forces on the tabletop. So you're on an even footing with all of that stuff as well, which I think is quite nice. No boobs, no. No, no, boob, no boobs, but he's got a big old ball. So there we go. <laughs> uh, <so yeah. laughs> so I mean, uh, the yin to the yang. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a little bit Zulu. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that I really liked about these ones is that I, I love that they capture the aesthetics of the forces really nicely. Mm. The Aleph yeah. one's got that proper, like, over-the-top cyberpunk yeah. feel to it, especially that good dude on the left. If you, if you go back to the other ones that we were just looking the at, the, slab, fun, the funny thing is their little cod piece thing, right? Yeah. It, during the production of, like, The Phantom Menace, mm. when, or, or the, was it the one after? Anyway, it was the one with, like, the... The bigger enemy robots. Yeah, they had this. An, they had this animation going, and they had this little bit that sticked up like this, right? <laughs> and, jo- and George was watching it and going, "Yeah, I really like it, but you're gonna have to paint this bit way down." <laughs> and everyone's behind and going, "Oh, we never noticed that wiggling around as it walking." He's like, "Paint that way down." Also, why is one of the Scooby Gang here? Jinkies. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, Velma. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Mm. They always like working some kind of pop culture in. Maybe they are inspired by Scooby Doo. Who knows? That makes sense. But yeah, we'll have to ask Carlos when he's over. Mm. Uh, but yes, uh, in addition to that, we also have some very awesome big stuff as well. So this is the Gator Squadron uh, for the Nomads. This is one of their big tags. Um, just awesome. Um, as someone on Facebook said, ah, yes, the famous left flank tag. Because uh, you can't put him behind cover and not get shot. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> ah, of course, yes. <laughs> but yeah, very, very cool. I love that they've got all that kind of really awesome blast shielding and everything all over the the tag. I think the fact that the gun 
is held by the arm of the actual pilot, the tag mm. pilot, but then it's also linked up to the arm of the tag. I think it's just so cool. And you can imagine that rotating and firing out, you know, hundreds and hundreds of rounds a second and all that kind of stuff. Wait, uh, where do cool. the pilot's legs go? Is he They're in the, a ball? No, the legs are in the top half of the tank's legs. So he's like body, he's like in the like, um, like the groin and the lower, lower chest. Well, yeah, but you know, massive walking robot. There are an awful lot of gymnasts (laughs) are recruited to be tag pilots. Ah, Awful lot of them. Thank you. Gary, thank you so much. At least it's not, at least it's not uh, a big space marine papoose. So there we go. Mm, That's true. Um, The the final of the models for the October set of releases is the Chernobog Armored Detachment. So everyone's like, ah ha ha, Ariadna, you have no good tags. You suck. And they went, well, what about these, bitch? And these have stomped into battle. (laughs) It's it's very Mech Warrior. It is very Mech Warrior. It is laden down with rockets. It has a massive heavy machine gun on the front of it. And yes, as has been pointed out by people in the comments for this, this is, um, it does have claymores laden into the front of the vehicle. It so that front towards enemy is very important. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe it had been put there because a, a pilot had turned around and accidentally shot a bunch of his own troops once and they were like, maybe we should tell them which way is front. <laughs> you um, are the reason this sign exists. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, you know what I would love to see someone do? for these guys is do a little remote for them, but it's just a Roomba with a claymore <laughs> on top. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> like a date, all like a little moving daisy cutter. There we go. Yeah. Very cool stuff there. Indeed. Um, uh, something awesome for Ariadna to play around with, you know, they don't often get big walkers and that kind of stuff. So I do, li- really I do like this bus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's amazing. Insert Top Gear meme here. This is great. (laughs) But I like this more. (laughs) The the, the bog is basically the Ariadna going, but we have tags at home. That's the, that's the, the meme. Tag, there, tag so. at home. Yes, we have tags. Uh, but, but we have McDonald's. A surprised coconut <laughs> on top of a neck. Hello. I'm yeah. in a war. Uh, uh, very cool stuff there for Infinity. Um, as I say, all of this stuff is going to be available to pre-order right now. Um, there's stuff there for both Code One and Infinity N4, and of course, everything is sort of works together and is all wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, and everything like that. So, yeah, very cool stuff. <laughs> timey wimey, sweet, <laughs> sweet to the beat. Speaking of timey wimey, uh, oh. Temple of the West have been uh, working away with. We love those guys, Daniel Mercy Esquire. Very <laughs> loves those as, guys. As we uh, aware of their work. Um, for a range of the Once and Future King. So this will be part of the Knights of the Round Table, but not just any Knights of the Round Table. Daniel Mersey's Knights of the Round Table. Ooh. It's like M&S, but, you know, more knightly. <laughs> uh, so these aren't for a game in particular, but as as I pointed out to Dan, he's brought a lot of rule sets over the years, and he generally sticks Arthur in there at some point, in some way. Um, and this was just a case of, we want to work with you to do something. And Daniel went, have you considered King Arthur? <laughs> and they went, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> so these are the first, I won't say the first three packs that they've showcased fully painted. There's another couple that we have previews of. Uh, and Kyle was saying that the initial release will be seven packs strong um, when it comes oh, out. Cool. There are cards, and I think the cards are for Song of Blades and Heroes, although it might be for one of the other ones. But it's the cards are a little addendum. They're they're nice to have. They tell you who you're looking at, but otherwise, really, what you're here for are some 
classical King Arthur. Very Lamotte d'Atir yeah, style. Yeah, very Mallory. The round table. <laughs> um, and some of them are absolutely beautiful. That uh, Lady of the Lake. That's really awesome. In yeah. I mean, glistening same night, holding her sword. How, how do you paint that face? Um, very carefully. Glaze skin tone into the lighter or into the, the deeper recesses. Think about it as like you paint it all flesh and then dry brush it white will give you a very similar result, although okay. a bit rougher. That's, I think that's definitely why I do it. paint the face and then paint the white into the face. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just it's on the, the higher ridges that don't are pressed against the skin. But they're a beautiful set of sculpts. Uh, and you can see obviously, they've covered all the knights as well, I think. <laughs> yeah, they've they've covered an awful lot of them. Uh, yeah. in fact they've got more coming, some that I had to Google because I'm going, who is that? Is is he a thing from Arthurian legend? Because I don't <laughs> think I've ever come across him. There um, are some very weirdly named knights that you're like, huh? <laughs> yeah, which is which is all good. I even like the fact that it, it has that blend of the high feudal and then the more rustic knight. Your your Scots, your Irish who wouldn't be wearing full sort of plate uh, and big basket helms, but instead it's just like chainmail coifs and uh, he looks like he should be giving a wooden cap to some That's what I was thinking. tomb robber in the middle of a desert somewhere. Who's <laughs> chosen correctly yeah. or wisely. <laughs> but that's what he looked like before he spent 800 <laughs> years living in the, in the desert, yeah. you know, back when he could still swing that sword. Look, he's even got the key to the cave. Yep. It's a big door they have to close. <laughs> big, big door. But yeah, the uh, the initial packs look absolutely superb. I love the Merlin model. I think the Merlin looks looks amazing. It, it, it has that wizard, classic druid wizard look to him uh, without being just, oh, it's Gandalf, or he's got loads of brambles in his hair for no reason. Um, you know, <laughs> either, either or works for Merlin on occasion, but I like that. I just yeah. like him. He looks like he's, he's very Hollywood-esque. And then these, they previewed the other day. I so, saw these and was like, oh my God, I'm more excited for these than I am for the Knights. <laughs> Magog and Gog. Yeah, yeah. Two classical giants yeah. uh, out there doing the Lord's own work, battering people. That will be interesting because I can see how it is just actual... Chain. chain yeah i wonder if you're going to cast that or just include chain for you to, to glue on because it looks better than cast to make, yeah. to make it cast properly it'll just be a big chunky i would kind of thing. maybe think that the ball is attached to the oh no it's not attached to the bases no. it's really weird yeah. but, maybe but, it is though maybe it's just on the edge there and then you no, it could uh, be i would say it's on the edge and what you do is you stick the bit of chain between it and the club maybe yeah. Yeah. yeah and they provide the bit of chain because it would be more durable than actually I think there was some way we could find out, Kyle. Why the ones asking somebody? Like in the comments below, for example. Yeah. <laughs> or, I love how, I love how sorry. in the post. Sorry. Yeah. I love yep. how Gog has got a tilting shield. <laughs> oh. Just in case he does a little bit of just to say because he does a little bit of a uh, little bit of jousting. I, I, I imagine <laughs> I imagine that's less a tilting shield and more some someone he's poor tilted devil. over the edge of a cliff or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or he, he sees someone firing a, a, a rock at him and he just goes, nope. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite is the Green Knight, though. I think the Green Knight. I, green I am I'm obsessed with the Green Knight and all that kind of stuff. So that's really cool. Green Knight's interesting for a couple of reasons. Reason the first, Green Knight is awesome, mm -hmm. uh, and also they've managed to give him an axe, unlike yes. other people who've given him the sword. But also, there's a choice of two heads. I haven't seen the other head yet. 
but they have said that there's going to be an alternate. I hope head. it's like the one from the the, the Green Knight movie. film, where yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a you know a living like a, tree foresty thing come to life, like the Green Man. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever seen this movie. It's terrible and very badly edited. <laughs> you should go watch it. It's, should, it's yeah, beautiful yeah. though. Oh, it looks fantastic, but there yeah. there are whole scenes missing and out of order in the edit. I don't know who did it, but they were clearly drunk at the time. Uh, the ghostly uh, knight as well uh, on the far right, the ethereal knight. The ethereal knight. I love that because it's got the proper Romano British yeah. feel to it. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so that, that was the other thing that I noticed. You know, and then yeah. the one I had to go and Google. Uh, to be fair, I don't remember Mahalt or the Turquin, so <laughs> no. I, yeah. Apparently, he's an Irish knight. Uh, okay, uh, who right. fought Tristan? But he appears. Oh. In, he appears in several different versions. In some, he's more friendly, and in other ones, um, he's more evil. And some, he's is actually a member of the Round Table himself. Huh. Um, but Tristan ends up. It's where Tristan met his wife because he had to go back to Ireland after he got poisoned Mind by his. Old. By his uh, blade to find a way to be cured, yeah. and it was uh, his daughter he ended up marrying. And again, it has a very Irish gallow glass feel to it. It's you know, Gamby with chain over the top. He's not posh. He's not you know. I've got the the latest Norman looking gear on. He's still rocking something that wasn't dissimilar from you know, Viking era. 500 years earlier because you know why change something that isn't broken yeah. um so i i like the variation that they've done within the feudalism of the knights it's it's all good yeah fascinating stuff from the uh the guys at temple of the west i can't wait for this range to actually land uh, that i can order all he is for a while now so shouldn't be too far off I think, no so. no they're they're yeah. just getting the last couple of packs ready and painted before they they launch it um and i think i was saying it's going to go straight to retail like everything else they've done. Um, they're they're not planning on doing any sort of campaigns cool, or yeah. crowdfunding. It's all about just making the stuff and then getting people to buy it. So, you know, buy keep it. Keep it simple. Keep yeah. it simple, stupid. That's very much us. <laughs> mm -hmm. We are all about keeping it simple. And stupid. And Dibs very stupid. Dibs on stupid. <laughs> right. Uh, tiny peoples then. Yes, uh, so switching over from 28 mil and that kind of stuff to 10 mil, but also they have things available in 15 mil as well. We're looking at the work of Chromati Forge, who a lot of people will know have popped up on a bunch of different Etsy sellers lists and all that kind of things over the last little while, doing amazing stuff in the realms of fantasy and all that kind of jazz. But we also had the recent release of the Mid-Republic Romans in 10 mil. As I say, you can also get them in different scales if you want to do rescaling of the files. It's the Ethereal Knight Army, yeah. Uh, so this is a full-on army in 10 mil uh, that comes with all of your Roman command, comes with your Roman cavalry, so your proper nobles and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You've got your Traorii, you've got your princi Principii, you've got your Hastati, and you've got your Velites as well. Within those, you've also then got marching and sort of aggressive attacking mm. poses of them too. So you can have them just sort of marching, you know, steadily towards the enemy if you want. Or you could have it so you'd have a mixed regiment where you have some at the front fighting while the rest of them are back are pushing forward, uh, trying to get into the middle midst of the combat. Um, in addition, there's also the option to play around with some Spanish-like cavalry in there as well. Mm -hmm. If you want to add your auxiliaries into the mix and play around with that. But yeah, amazing stuff from Kamati Forge once again for those people that are looking to build up an ancient army for a myriad of different games that exist. Mm. I know that these popped up in the Fantastic Battles uh, Facebook group and all that kind of thing because everyone was like, 
hey, we can play some awesome historicals with these or just use them for fantasy and all that kind of jazz. I think it's really nice to see. And uh, yeah, really finely detailed, very nicely put together. Um, if you've looked at any of the Cremati stuff in the past, as I say, through um, Etsy and all sorts of different um, retailers who have um, their own retailer codes to mm. sell this stuff on, they a lot of the time they'll do fully printed versions of these for you rather than you having to buy the STL files. Um, so you can dive in and play around with those and they are really nice. And I'm sure these are going to be so, just as good. So yeah. so much painting, but I think they'll wash really well with the, think, all the yeah, raised all areas, the, yeah. especially on the shields. You just paint speed, the tops and speed wash paints all the way, <laughs> I would say. Speed paints uh, all the way. It's the way to do it. Most yeah. of them are the infantry anywhere based on mm. strips. So you're yeah, doing yeah. a set of like five guys in one go. Mm-hmm. If you want to do um, Warmaster. Yeah. Because they're, Warmaster Ancient Battles is a really good set. Where are these coming from? Get that anymore. Cromarty uh, Forward. I, I'm just going to throw it out there. You've never watched the shipping forecast, have you? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, Cromarty. Cromarty. There we go. Cromarty Forge. <laughs> I know Viking Sitsira and all that kind of yeah, yeah. stuff, but uh, <laughs> we need go. to watch more shipping. Cromarty Forge. Cromarty Forge. Watch. Listen to Listen. more shipping forecast. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's so a great range. Stuff. Really nice to see them doing the. Uh, Republican since they'd already started with the early Imperial as well so mm. it's good to see and there's a heck of a lot of work into those I don't think areas. I've ever heard of this company is this something we're going to indie at some point do they have enough stuff we to could do them? or do them as like a the well, you could definitely do them as a 3D printing is the shiz because they have a hell of a lot of stuff in that regard so I think yeah. I think indie might be better because they start off yeah. doing regular stuff so that they've got a lot of stuff that isn't 3D as well so in uh, fact I think they do 10 mil dwarves they do. That's why. How. That's how I know of them. Is that where you got your ten mil dwarves, Justin? Uh no, no. no. His, oh, uh, ten dragon. Oh yeah, right. I actually got regifted to Warren. Right. Mm. So they're, they're now lost to the annals lost. of time. Absconded <laughs> with them. Yeah. You know, un- only slightly loved. That's <laughs> one way of looking at it, I suppose. Yeah. Right. Leaving mm. Cromarty, Dogrel, and all the rest behind. There we go. Like, moving off to Pretonia. Yeah, uh, so the folks at uh, Archon Studios have been expanding their Masters of the Universe Battlegrounds range with a new bunch of expansion content. I had completely forgot that Preternia was a place, uh, but apparently if you use the cosmic key in the central tower, you can send mm. your heroes and villains to the realm of Preternia, where you can battle once more against dinosaurs and all sorts of weird and funky stuff. He-Man versus dinosaurs. He-Man versus that dinosaurs. had me at He-Man versus dinosaurs. And that looks like a mecha. It, they oh. even have mecha bits. Yes. Of course, because <laughs> it's a mecha racks. It, it's and it still has tiny arms. <laughs> we're on we're on to wave two of this already yeah yeah so um the initial set came out not too long ago mm. then we had an expansion set that included uh, i think it was Beastman and a couple of a couple of other releases mm-hmm. this one now goes to the next level and this is a really fun expansion because it throws in more terrain options that are kind of like hazardous at the same time as being helpful so you can take cover behind them but there's also like exp- volcanic explosions and strange swampy pits and all that kind of stuff thrown into the mix there's also the Tyrannosaurus, as yes. you see there. Not, is not Tyrannosaurus. Not, <laughs> is that not Tyrantosaurus? Tyrantosaurus. Tyrantosaurus. I think it's, I, I think, yeah, it's probably just a lovely play on words. There we go. Tyrantosaurus. Tyrantosaurus. Anyway, uh, he 
Oh, it will attack both sides, not just one. He cannot oh, be he cannot be tamed by He-Man or Skeletor. He will attack everyone on the tabletop, which I think is really awesome. Whoever's uh, so closest gets it. Whoever's closest gets it, which I think is really nice. Surely someone has the controls for him, though. He's got, well, like, well, that's what I'm thinking. Probably. Somebody is not close <laughs> enough to give him yeah. cybernetic upgrades. <laughs> when he was sleeping, they did that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like that they've given him metal legs so he doesn't hurt himself on all the lava. Yeah. I like to think this is a Skeletor plan gone wrong. Probably. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> you Chokes on you, he man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's a really fun little set. Comes with additional uh, plastic trade elements, as you can see there. You get the new battle mat. You get all of the additional rules. Uh, and, you know, Battlegrounds is one of those fun games from them where you basically just put together a team of heroes and villains and slog it out on the tabletop. Uh, so I, know, I know a lot of people have picked it up and had fun with it. Uh, I should point out that everything we're looking here, including the things we're about to see, are available in Europe only mm. because of, you know, licensing. licensing. Um, so if you want to get your hands on these, you either need to live in Europe or you need to have a lovely European friend who will send it to you. But there we go. I, um, I will say that lava effect is a little bit unfortunate. It looks more like, you know, cartoon honey. Well, you know, it is cartoony, I suppose. So, yeah. <laughs> Don't mind it. Uh, but yeah, um, in addition to the uh, Legends of... <laughs> I, we all knew it was lava. I wasn't worried about being stuck like a flat Justin's amber. Justin's just oh, really, really be, sweet be, on honey. could so. be giant amber things. This oh, is where Jurassic be. Park comes from. Oh, yeah. These poor buggers were yeah. trapped. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I love it. <laughs> uh, yes, sorry. In addition to the Legends of Britannia set, which is the full-on expansion. There are also two new miniature sets coming out. Uh, they come with cards for you to use them in the game as well, if you want to. Skeletor and He-Man obviously exist as characters anyway, uh, but these kind of give you new fun <laughs> miniatures to use alongside their um, their lovely cats. You've got I'm Battle Cat and Panthor. Not, not a fan of Panthor's hat. And I know it's from <laughs> like a more modern version of the cartoon that yes. I'm not aware of because I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> but stupid. But just uh, from Jerry. But yeah, so... Uh, he-Man's cat looks amazing. Mm. Battle cat looks great. I love so cat. scary. But yeah. Skeletor's cat looks a bit cute. Rare. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so... Oh, he reminds me of my kitten when she's pissed off at me. Yeah. Uh, but He-Man and Battle Cat and Skeletor and Panthor are going to be available over the Eschenspiel uh, period. Um, so while that is going on, you'll be able to either pick, pick them up at the event from Archon or... Uh, you can pick them on online. Pick them up online during that period. There is pre-orders available for them right now. So if you want to guarantee your, you get your hands on either of these sets or both of them, you can go and pre-order them right now over on the uh, Archon Studios web store, which will be linked down below in the news post and all that kind of good cool. stuff. Along with the secret of gummy berry juice. <laughs> am, I, am I singing the wrong tune? <laughs> am I doing the gummy bears? <laughs> they all, all sound least, the same. At least you didn't do the Care Bears. <sighs> right, we have one final bit of news to tie us, tie us over for another seven days. And this is something to wharf. You surprised well, of course, me, Ben. I've got to be in there at some point. I, again, I'm not going to gild the lily on these leagues of Votan stuff because we mm. have seen all of this stuff previewed, um, previously. Preview previously. <laughs> I'm going to uh, say the this, unexpected. I I'll am go. not a fan. Uh, well, I'm not buying this. So there we go. So I, can't be that I great. <laughs> do not like the designs of these. Just not. I thought we loved them. I, I don't know if it's I unexpected. Like, they I like be, the models. I just don't want to buy the set. This so. have been very marmitey for the, the 40k yeah. fan base. I actually really like it as a whole. I think it come together. Really I, I, well. I think the army is really nice. I just don't I, want to buy the set. But, I yeah. can live with <laughs> so. the characters, but the infantry and the bikes, just, just no. Oh, I These guys I'm okay with, just okay with. Yeah. 
but everything else has just been a nil. Big fat More nil. for me. Um, So yes, uh, this is the Leagues of Votan army set that is available for pre-order. It is a standard pre-order as far as I'm aware. I assume they're going to be doing something where you'll have to, you know, wait in a queue and all that kind of stuff to get them uh, because these army sets tend to go quite fast. Uh, But this is a big limited edition thing in some senses. Don't worry, I'll go into it a little bit later. Um, I I love them. Because it's such a departure from looking at bloody Marines. I'm so bored looking at Marines. These are great. <laughs> uh, so you get the uh, the Carl, or also can be built as Uthar the Destined, who's that HQ fellow on the uh, left-hand side there. You also get the Einheer Champion, who is the chap in the Einheer armor um, uh, for you to use in your games. Uh, you then get uh, 20 of the Hearthkin Warriors, or you can split them up into two units of 10 if you want to. Um, and then there's also the three Hernkin Pioneers as well, which are your sort of scouting jet bikes with their sort of anti-grav things. I think a lot of people are going to come up with little tiny track kits for these to make them into trikes or something maybe in the future. I'd love to see I'm just gonna th- those. I'm just going to throw rubbish and tin cans and stuff in front of mine. <laughs> <laughs> so they can hoover it all up. Yes. yes. <laughs> so um, the, thing, the thing I like least is the Space Winnebago that these guys get. Uh, I quite like it. No, I, no, I quite like the moon buggy stuff. I think that's really cool. Say, I, I don't know if I'd seen these or if I'd just completely blanked that the bikers were all wearing big bagels like flying coats. Yeah, they're wearing like expeditionary like <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit weird that they're wearing it's, it over, it's weird their they're armor. over their armor. Yeah. <laughs> but I still appreciate it. I quite like the fact he's got a toilet seat around his head. Actually, that rear gunner. I'm not sure why that is, but it's one of those things you need to sit on if you've got piles. That's right. But, but yeah, it's he's, he's that guy that just always tries to look cool by just flicking the collar up. Yes, he's cantonaring it. That's the yeah. sadly that is the phrase. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, so as well as the miniatures in this set, you also get the codex, which comes with the full art look to it. You get the token sheet, which can be used for your grudge tokens in game. You get your data cards, which come in a special pack. Uh, special. with special art on it um, uh, for you to, that control that contains all of your um, stratagems and your psychic powers and then you also get the transfer sheets in there as well now as I said this is limited edition in so much as the fact that it's a limited edition run of stuff before the initial release of the Leagues of Votan later on down the line mm. the codex will not be available again separately in that sort of um, full art style and neither will the data cards but Everything you see in there will be available later on down the line. Same as Sisters so, of Battle. Same as Sisters of Battle. Same as so the Black Templars. Is that standard launch box? Is that this weekend? So pre-orders are available tomorrow. Yeah, yeah come on, check out the on Tabletop Store. Swing! Buy merch. Buy merch. Buy toys. Or just models. But not this merch. We don't allow you to buy these. No. Buy models instead. <laughs> uh, I, I hear Free's got a few laying around that you could probably buy off. Of <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, this is a new set that's available for you to pick up uh, this weekend if you want to. Dive in and have some fun with that. If you're really excited to bring the Leaves of Votan to the tabletop, I'm going to hang around, I think, for the Combat Patrol, see what that's like. But, um, you know, uh, having a look online because there are things online uh i had a look at the uh some stuff some information that people had this comes to around 25 power ish so it's a decent enough set for people playing uh sort of combat patrol style games and that kind of stuff on the tabletop especially if you're going to be playing um crusade games and that kind of thing so yeah there you go you fancy some dwarves for the tabletop 
then uh, Why check out you? the League of Vote. <laughs> we are going to take a quick switch, and when we come back, we'll finish off the show by looking at some 3D printing and a few Kickstarters. All right, then, we are back, and we're going to be taking a look at a little bit of 3D printing uh, from a company we've covered before extensively in the miniatures way, but their, yes. their 3D printing is... Um, Rel- I was going to say relatively new. It's probably a couple of years old now, isn't it? A couple of years now, yeah. Mm. yeah. So what have I was going to call? I was going to call them their old name. But no. they've, they've even changed that. They, they have. Much. Everything changes. Nothing stays the yeah. same. But warp miniatures. Yeah. Exploring the British Isles, then Ben. Yeah. What, what was their old name? Warp lock. Warp lock. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. With the, the Qs and the Us. Yeah. So uh, yes, Warp Miniatures have been continuing their trip around the British Isles with their selection of releases for this month over on Patreon. Uh, you know, they've changed the name, but it's still all it's still the same old dashingly handsome and talented Alex Huntley leading mm. this. So uh, you know, he is he is far too good looking to be in this uh, this hobby. But there we go. <laughs> anyway, oh, now, like now, I've, now I've swooned. Uh, yes. So this is Beast of the British Isles Part Two. Um, this is a selection of uh, additional sort of strange creatures and uh, monsters and stuff from around the British Isles uh, that have been brought to life in STL files for you to print off at home. Um, they did some stuff for the British Isles in part one, which was last month. We talked about those on, 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 on a previous show. Uh, but here we've got a whole host of new characters for you to dive into. We're starting uh, with the Bagain, which is one of the, uh, or the Bagain, which is one of the sea trolls of the Isles of Man, which I think with the Isle of Man, which I think is really nice. I love their, the troll designs and the, the creature feature stuff that Warp do. Uh, I think they've really managed to kind of nail that. I think it was really nice. Um, I love that they've really got the seaside theme going on there. You've got the seagulls in the back, on the around the staff and on the head, uh, and vicious. Not enough bird poop on there. Not enough. Bird not poop. enough bird poop. It's not Radagast. That's right. Um, but yes, I you I also learned a bunch of stuff. So I'd never heard of a game before, <laughs> but apparently they helped. Uh, battle Finn McCool of all giants. So there sounds we about go. right. Yeah. So, sounds so, like. Yeah. I don't think anyone really liked him. It was, it was <laughs> great. Yeah. Might have been a bit drunk and belligerent on occasion, but mostly great. <laughs> but yeah, stunning work on those. I love that it's got a little bit of that kind of troll hunter style aesthetic mm. to it as well with the look of them. It feels like they could have come from that movie and that Nordic influence as well, which I think is really nice. Uh, but just just lovely stuff. Um, badly needs a Manny Penny. <laughs> uh, we also we also have uh, one of the fae so fae and fairies and stuff have been part of British folklore and myth for a very long time uh, so this was one that was designed to be the lord of the fairies uh, and it's based on uh, I just need to read it here so it's the gentleman with the stiff thistle down hair mm. from Jonathan Strange and Mr Norell oh. uh, which is a very good book actually for a fairy he's Curly Parkins <laughs> he <Yeah>. is yes <laughs> <laughs> You get up to a whole lot of stuff in the fairy realm. Uh, yeah. Just don't but, eat the food or you're never coming home. Exactly. I love that they've gone with that very sort of high and mighty look to the fae, where they, you know, got a little bit of a spiteful edge to them, that kind of... French. Yeah, bit of, a, bit, a bit of nobility uh, to them. Yeah, where, so. where is my gear? Oh, it is required. There was some program on TV about four years ago with the fae and stuff, and it was really creepy. Carnival Row. Well, that might have been it. Yeah. What yeah. was it? 
was it the one where the fairies had like bad Irish accents? It's one of where they were, and instead of saying Oshin, they went Oisin. And they were just like, no. They, they were going in out of mirrors or something into the f- yes. fairy realm. Yes. yes. Did they ever no. finish? No, no, that's not Carnival it, Row. Oh no, it had Orlando Bloom in the in the Carnival Row. Oh, Car- Carnival know. Row was very gritty. Oh like, yeah, Chim Chimney, Mary Parmans, Cockerney, <laughs> Fay Realm, Steampunky. Yeah, yeah with uh, you know female fairies being escorts. Yes. Oh, this might be something different though. Yeah. Anyway, I, I've had a, uh, I've had, I've had a, a Vikings moment there where we're yeah. talking about two different shows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a really awesome looking Fay, uh, Fay Lord for you to include in your games, paint them up however you like. Uh, next up, another one of the releases, the Green Knight. Wow. I, lo- I love that he's just basically just seen someone pop up in his glade and been like, "Oh, hello." Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's more yeah. along the lines of you know his family has just caught him and it's just like, "I swear, I'm not doing anything. Don't judge me." <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, lovely kind of getting all those green man vibes going on with this this chap here. Again, nice to see the axe in play. Yes. Gotta have the axe. Love the really nice Baroque armor and uh, the roots and the uh, and all that sort of stuff and the branches poking out from with, between the armor as well. Love, really nice. love the um, the moss it's work. Yeah. It's not even the moss work. The, uh, an almost semi engraving, like Pictish oh, yeah, yeah. engraving. It's really nice. That, like something very early, early. British, it's this axe has been kicking around these aisles forever. Mm-hmm. It just happens that currently this fine gentleman has it, and we'll take the head yeah. clean off you. Yeah, yeah, lovely miniature there for you to to, to add to your collection. Uh, then we have the lantern worm as well. Um, so this was a uh, a worm that was very wee, mm. and then it was thrown in a well, and yes. it grew into a dragon. And the man who threw it in the well had to then go and fight the worm once again. Uh, and there's a very sad end to the story, but I won't. I won't spoil it. Now, so, Jimmy, uh, you threw that worm down the well. You're going to have to go and fix that. Is it exactly. like Lair of the White Worm with uh, Hugh Grant? It's Hugh Grant. That's not the one that got all pervy, was it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you too can play with the lantern worm. Uh, but yes, uh, so you got the lantern worm there. Definitely go and read the folklore behind that. Who would have mm. thought that it would have ended badly? But there we go. That's folklore for you. Really nice one. And then this is amazing. This is Geth, the talking mongoose. Of course it is. So again, when I looked this... at it, I immediately thought Geth, the talking mongoose. <laughs> so this is weirdly from uh, the Isle of Man once again. And Geth is apparently a poltergeist style creature that potted around in farmhouses. He is cheeky and gets up to strange hijinks that he pulls on the locals. So yeah. he's not even an evil spirit, which I think yeah. is quite nice. Uh, that so that's just something the, the, the farm wife goes out to find the carrots and potatoes for dinner and he's hid them. Yes, <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a really nice little selection of stuff for you to get. Um, as I say, their Patreon um, is doing great guns mm. and they've done a really nice set of collections over the last little while. Jerry can even bring up last month's stuff. So that's what they did. They did the giant and um, they did the bar guests and all that kind of stuff as well. And uh, the, the Welsh ghosty uh, creature whose name the, I forgot. The Mary, the <laughs> Mary, rat battling. Mary Lind. Mary yeah. Lind. Something like that. That's, cool. it, it comes to your house. You have a poetry contest Mary at the Lewis, door. And if you yeah. lose, it comes in and drinks all your beer. I think yes. that's how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's more or less what it is. But that, yeah. the Kelpie. Oh, the Kelpie. The Scottish Kelpie is amazeballs. That's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, 
basically when I was looking at this, I was thinking if you're playing Vason and you want yeah. to do an exploration of the, of the British Isles and use these to illustrate the monsters that your, your companions are finding, these would be amazing. These would be amazing for that. But yeah, great stuff. Go and check out their Patreon yeah. if you want to learn more about it. And really, really good. It's all for 3D printing. All 3D printing. Yep, all 3D printing. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, it's all sort of 32 mil scale. All heroic, obviously, as you can see by the proportions in the images and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, really it's, nice it's thing, not so. all though, because they one of the very first ventures into three. Oh, well, yes, that's the 10 true. Mil halflings, wasn't they, it? they did do that, yeah. So, yeah, they did uh, 10, 10 mil armies. armies. Yeah, there's armies cool. of beastmen and halflings oh, now. I, I think, about the beastmen, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a very distinctive style. It's, it's the well, arc is, world aesthetic, yeah, put to a wider uh, fantasy audience, which yeah. I think is quite nice. So, yeah, terrific stuff. Definitely worth checking out and checking out the Ark World and, and Warp Miniatures as yep. a whole as well. Yeah, uh, and, check, and checking out Alex Huntley too. He's a nice. man crush oh, waiting oh. to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Good. Down, boy. Down. Good to know. Uh, right. So I'll never be able to email him again. <laughs> oh, if he sees this episode. None of you sees the episode. He'll uh, be all right. He, he will you... see this episode. <laughs> Jerry, be all right. Jerry, Jerry will ensure. Yeah, all right, just don't put any kisses or hugs or anything at the end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cheers, Alex. You, kiss, kiss. You didn't realize that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put in a little thing in the, the description <laughs> of this one, just getting their on band. Just hey, this is why I love him. <laughs> It'll just be the. Uh, if you're watching this video, you'll have already seen it because it'll be the thumbnail. <laughs> right. Shall we wrap up the show with some uh, yeah, Kickstarter campaign sure. type things? Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim centre over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. So uh, we're starting things off with a little bit more fantasy. Uh, This one comes uh, courtesy of the folks at Cubicle 7. So uh, folks will remember that um, if if they played the Adventures in Middle-Earth game that they worked on for 5th edition, uh, they add some of the really nice uh, journey mechanics and stuff in there that allowed you to sort of fulfill those adventures of, mm. of, of Tolkien to all and that kind of stuff. But the team behind that and also their extended design team has worked to incredibly balloon out this idea into something epic and amazing for just general Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition. And this is going to be, this is uh, well the first of their big Vault 5 ebooks that they've been working on. Uh, the idea is that Uncharted Journeys will include rules for traveling in Dungeons and Dragons. So instead of it just being you get from point A to point B and we just kind of just roll a dice and see what happens on a chart kind of thing, they've actually put in loads and loads of detail for having roles for each individual character in your party. Are they the leader? Are they the quartermaster? Are they the scout? Are they the the the, the watchman who looks over you at night and all that kind of stuff? Um, they've added in additional stuff for encounters along the way so you might find ruins uh you might find uh treasures you might meet peoples they've put in tables for building up all of your npcs for delving into those ruins who they belong to who they who they used to belong to what treasures might be inside and what kind of aesthetic they have and all that kind of stuff as well there's also entirely different journey um tracks for which locations you're going to so there's entirely different ones for mountains cities forests deserts so as i say urban environments and rural ones which is really nice depending on the game environment you're setting on the game environment you're setting on and also if they get uh, enough funding through stretch goals they're going to add i think it's another 
five or six location types for you to play to try and explore and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, they're going to be working on uh, sheets for you to use for journeying um, and, and that kind of stuff too. So if you want a, basically like another character sheet on the table that will track all of that, they've been working on that too. As you can see, the artwork looks amazing as well. I think they've put together a really nice team to mm. kind of bring this to life. And the thing that's really good about this is that I think it, it hits that kind of um, realm adventure agnostic feel where everything feels like it could fit into anybody's D&D campaign. And because of the way that they've set up the, the journeys and how that works through the flow of the tables and stuff, it means that, you know, if you're playing a, a campaign that is primarily set in the mountains with, you know, dwarves and giants and that kind of thing, well, just use that section of the book. Yeah. If you're playing something that's set in woods or a city, use that section of the book. And then you can mix and match as and when you like it as well, which I think is really nice. Um, stuff like this, I think, is in incredibly helpful for GMs, uh, well, DMs, I suppose, especially if you're new to uh, Dungeons & Dragons. I, I know one of the things that I struggle with when it comes to D&D is coming up with NPCs and things on the fly uh, and reasons why things have popped up on their journeys and stuff. So having tables and charts and um, helpful tips and all that kind of stuff present in a book like this i think is really cool uh and it seems like definitely one of those things that it would be like you buy the three core books and then you get this as well just to give you an additional sort of fun thing to play I, around with. i would be looking at it for beyond that to be brutally honest I, I wouldn't limit myself to just dungeons and dragons well no you could use it for everything because if you're running a a fantasy style game if you're running symborum or if you're running whatever it happens to be yeah you're right there's a lot of times where there's essentially downtime the party is going from the tavern where they've got the quest to that old man in the north and then your time is just spent mostly with filler and it can be very dull and your your group knows what's going to go on but actually throwing things like this in so you might not have a straightforward journey from here to there or as is often the case something goes completely sideways on you <laughs> and maybe Maybe that old man in the hut never gets visited because it yeah. takes your party yeah. on a completely different route and something else yeah. sort of happens. So you can sort of broad stroke your your adventure in advance and then just let the uh, the gods decide where it's going to go. All you need is yeah. the map of wherever you're playing and then something like this book and then just go nuts. Yeah. It's a relatively yeah. self-contained um, little Kickstarter as well. There's Yep. It's very, very simple and easy. It's kind of, you know, you get the books or you get the books and the digital version or you can get multiple copies. You can also buy um, some additional add-ons and that kind of stuff as well. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's. I think at this point, which we're filming, it's very near to its uh, funding mm -hmm. uh, total and it's got about 18 days left when you're looking at this as well. So um, It looks really well produced too, the artwork yeah, and the layouts well, yeah. and stuff. Well, I mean, Cubicle 7 have been designing role-playing stuff yeah. for years and years and years and years and years uh, at this point. Uh, and as I say, they have a great team that is very passionate about what they do. And uh, I think if you're playing D&D &D or, you know, you want to use this and refer, refer the tables to something else, use the tables as reference for something else, you could yeah. easily play around trials. with that and do what you want with it. T &T. Great stuff. There's an aspect <laughs> to this that I think we may have overlooked is on some of the, the random encounters in this, your party might actually meet an NPC that you can then weave on into your narrative as well, a main yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. there's a certain amount of randomness that can sort of allow your world and your adventure to grow a little more organically. Yeah, and I love that idea. Yeah, just sort of going down the idea that you know chance meetings turn into something massive. Yeah, so yeah. That's very also, cool. if you're a lazy GM, like I say, just broad stroke it. You're in this. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're yeah. in this village. <laughs> uh, oh, man says go north. 
oh no, wolves. And it was <laughs> haunted by trolls. Ooh, whatever yeah. could it be? <laughs> but yeah, um, there are 18 days left, and it is a smidgen away. Also, mm -hmm. I would say this will be fun. A gnat's whisker. Time. Yeah. yeah. Tight yeah. as a gnat's. It'll be funded <laughs> by the time you see this. That is my movie watch recommendation <laughs> of the week. Yeah. Uh, moving on then, away from Kickstarter and into GameFound. Yeah. Uh, so we're moving over to uh, the world of Keyforge. Um, so, Keyforge. That's a name that everyone's probably forgotten. Uh, so that was a game that came out from Fantasy Flight Games not too long ago, just before the pandemic, more or less. Yeah. Uh, and that, unfortunately, that one time we got to do Gen Con. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, the uh, the pandemic and the lack of an algorithm, as it decided to become sentient and kill everybody. No, that's not really what happened. But <laughs> the, the algorithm broke. But yeah, mm. uh, and so no key, no more Keyforge decks could be built. However, uh, Ghost Galaxy Games, uh, which uh, comes from uh, the guy who originally built up um, mm. uh, Fantasy Flight Games, <laughs> uh, is uh, basically taking control of the license for Keyforge and is bringing it back uh, through the, uh, the expansion that didn't happen, unfortunately, called Winds of Exchange. So it's coming back to the tabletop. For anyone who doesn't know what Keyforge is, it's a card game by Richard Garfield, if you haven't guessed it was a card game by now, mm -hmm. uh, which is very, very simple and easy to play. Every deck is unique, and by unique, I mean quite literally unique. It's not just a gimmick. Uh, they come with their own powers, their own sets of cards and all that kind of stuff. The mechanics are very, very simple and easy to learn. Uh, you could learn to play in five minutes and away you go. I have seen people who have literally never played card games before turn up to, turn up to tournaments of Keyforge and immediately start doing well in it and coming like mid-table, which I think is wild. <laughs> question, Ben. Is yes. there still one of my favorite aspects of this game in here, which is no deck building? There is absolutely no deck building at mm. all. You pick that up is, the deck and that is the deck you use, which yeah. is very cool. That is uh, one of the in, best things about this game because mm -hmm. instead of it being someone who's went away and ran the meta through their brain to the point where they sit down at a table and know they're going to win exactly how the deck is going to play, this is how well can you learn it on the fly and so, leverage what you've been given. Is my deck the same as your deck? Nope. No. Every it deck is, is every entirely deck is unique. Yeah, every They're single all deck is well, generated. Oh, that's how you because I was sitting thinking, how do you know that they didn't just load their deck? Exactly. Well, basically, when it's every card it's back all fresh is the decks, same. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. so at, at your tournaments, you're not bringing your deck with you. There's a set of decks at the tournament. And I think if I remember right, you're bidding chains. So, like, hurting how much you're drawing each turn to actually yeah. get the deck you want that you think you can use the best. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so uh, every every single one of the decks is made up of three houses that provide you with a combination of different cards to play on your turn. You, your mama. <laughs> yes, you can play a. You choose which house you want to play on each turn, and then you spend cards in order to play them down to the tabletop. The idea of the game is that you're get collecting amber. Uh, or a amber, if you want to say it in a weird way, uh, and uh, use it to build your keys that you see on the side of the tabletop. There you go, building keys. Mm -hmm. uh, and the first person to build three keys is the winner. It's a very, very good game. I have played it in the pub a lot. 
because it's really good fun to just quickly play with, you know, some nachos and a beer by the side of you. It's very awesome. Um, with the game found itself, they are looking to, as I say, bring back that late, the expansion that never properly came to market, which is Winds of Exchange, which brings a new house into the mix, which is called Equido, which is kind of like a house based around the idea of bartering and trading. Um, there's also a new mechanic in the game called Token Minions. If you've ever played Magic the Gathering, mm-hmm. it will be no surprise that Garfield has thrown... <laughs> Token minions into the game. One one else uh, everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So you play cards and they can represent a certain creature within your deck, basically using the backs of the cards in order to do that. There you go. There's a little infographic showing it all off. Mm. Um, so yeah, two new styles. Well, a new house and a new style of play, uh, a new type of creature to throw into the game. Um, they are also working to get the algorithm properly back up to speed. It exists now, which is obviously good, uh, but they are trying to use this campaign to not only kind of test the waters for Keyforge as a whole in terms of bringing it back fully online for everyone to dive into as a tournament game and all that kind of thing, but also to keep the algorithm going and all that kind of thing as well, because obviously quite an intensive thing and we probably don't want it to break again. Um, So you'll be able to buy the new expansion, loads of additional card decks. You can get plushy toys because cool. Uh, There's also deck mats, uh, deck mats, (laughs) cards, card backs and game mats is what I was trying to say. Nice. But I messed things up a bit there. Uh, And yeah, uh, just loads of amazing stuff for Keyforge. I still have six decks sitting behind me on these shelves and me and my friends still play it occasionally on a, of a Monday. So yeah, I, great I've game. still got a few decks at home. This this yeah. is one definitely worth looking at. Really? Although is. I do remember when they first launched the algorithm, there was a bit of a whoopsie. Oh, yes, the, yes. The, each deck had its own name on it, Lloyd, right? Yeah. Its own unique name. And the algorithm to begin with pumped out some names that were, shall we say, a little bit risky. Let me just be simple and stupid here. Yes, please do. This algorithm you're talking about, is this a web-based version of the game or what do you mean the algorithm? There is a program hidden away in a vault somewhere (laughs) that generates every single one of the unique decks for Keyforge. Mm -hmm. There is a program that they have created that does all of this. And the algorithm went wrong. The algorithm broke broke and the code was lost, but they have now rebuilt the algorithm so that they can now generate decks again. Yeah, so, so basically, this is like Lloyd. Okay. Every card, every interaction. So it's actually building balanced and functioning decks uh, every single well, time. Mostly balanced. So they've gone, <laughs> they've gone on, they've got all million dollar man on this and rebuilt it better. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We can rebuild him. He can be better, faster, thank, stronger. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for more balanced. <laughs> more um, balanced. And you didn't do this with Skynet. Yeah. Skynet well, learns to iterate and how to defeat everybody. Well, as I with the it's not anymore. Well, you see, I don't want Skynet to let it know that we're onto it. You see, so I oh, try not good. to mention Skynet. All right, well, we shouldn't <laughs> mention Skynet then. Not when Definitely. Google's got AIs that say, "Yeah, I could probably wipe out the whole population of the world in two days." <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I'm not going to say much. Yeah. We are happy. Keep, you are air gas. Keep your head down. Well, <laughs> there is ten days left. It is massively funded for absurdly so, funded. Yeah. If you want to jump onto GameFound, you can dive right in. And if you played it before, the obviously the the starter decks and bundles and all sorts of things there. And if you're sitting with, you can just grab what you need for the new expansion. So that's handy. We have one more. Snuck a little one in. Jerry Snuck a sneaky one in. Are we ever ending this show? No, Jerry. Um, A while ago, a long time ago, we looked at this range of duck-type people, 
um, oh, yeah. miniatures, and it was actually a Kickstarter to do Duck Quest. There's a variety of Hero Quest-like figures with a duckiness about them. Um, so Darcy down in New Zealand has gone, wow, that is loud, and I'm deaf now. Darcy down in New Zealand has gone back. Uh, obviously, people getting their hands on miniatures from New Zealand can be quite pricey. <laughs> Uh, so what he's done is he's actually um, contacted Ill-Gotten Games, which we looked at as an Indie of the Week a couple of months, and they've got a setup where they can take 3D resolution-y things of sculpted miniatures and turn them into STL files. Uh -huh. So this is not for the miniatures. This is a 3D digital STL type thing. So if you're looking for somebody like Sudan, the Hippo Warrior there, which you can download for free to test out. Um, you can come here and get your hands on some beautiful D&D Room Quest or Octamoner style miniatures um, with a very duck feel to them. So they're, they're old school classic style sculpting by Darcy. In the main, they're one piece. Uh, I've got a big chunk of them because I backed that old Kickstarter. I found them the other day, actually. They're very nice. Um, but you can jump in at sort of three different levels. So you can either pick up just the duck characters, which you've seen there. So Elving, Blaze, Quack, and Rune. Duck Quest. Woo! Very much so. Um, <laughs> champ with the champions of the minions of more ducks. I'm a duck. You, you see where this is going. Children of the Corn, who are ducks, but birds. So we'll, you know, we'll let that go and go. Including Quoth the Raven, who sculpted out of the sort of Twilight from Mordheim, Hello, Anya. <laughs> which is Anya. which just amused so much yeah. because uh, that's Isn't sort of there like a recently. classic fantasy elf character that has that exact pose? Yeah, Anya yeah. sort of yeah, Twilight. Anya oh, sort okay. of Twilight. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, the Turtle Warriors, which I had to look up because obviously Hendrix, Dimebag, and Kurt are all fairly self-explanatory, but Ying copied Ying out. <laughs> but it turned Yingai? out uh, he's, he's a massive guitarist and huge, has been for decades. Really good. Uh, okay. Never heard of him. Anyway, well done him. Uh, Giant troll. Cave yeah, troll. Troll. Because it's a duck troll. Troll. I see. Get it. Oh, I love duck it so much. Me. <laughs> uh, ducking hell. So, yeah, it, it's a very quirk range from Darcy and Starhat, anyway. Uh, you know, there's a. He's got a unicorn head, as is the one. Uh, there's Jim the Enchanter blazing away. Uh, so. If some old school classic style sculpting is your thing, but you're also into that new modern fangled 3D printing, then this is a way to get your hands on a foul bear um, and print it yourself at home. That's quacky. Uh, it really is. And uh, and even there's, there's another <laughs> Tunnels and Trolls reference. So uh, Andre, the uh, St. Andre Troll, uh, which is a cracking rule set if you can get trolls. I think they made a new edition a couple of years ago. Anyway, I digress. Only things, you've got your sort of duck quest, your dungeon delver, and then there's the big one that has all of them, including the drum as an STL. Uh, so, you know, you can get in there and fill your boots really easily. And there's a, a main, not main, but a big full on, here's a license commercial printing as well. Uh, if you're interested or, or fancy giving uh, Very cool. Star Hat miniatures a, a run over. Uh, mm -hmm. And like I say, there is massive hippo uh, sedan. That uh, you can that print for right free. Oh, sorry, that you can print um, right now. Find the medium of this link. Uh, give it a print out and see what you think. But I just think it's it's fascinating seeing somebody from a classic style of sculpting 
finding a way to actually get them 3D printable rather than having to do it all in CAD. And mm -hmm. based on that, the actual detail that they've captured off the, the sculpt is all there. The poor turtle back shield. <laughs> poor turtle. His, his, his only crime was being delicious in the soup. Um, <laughs> so, and coming um, with its own handy dandy ball. Yeah, I just thought I'd, I'd throw this one in since um, I really like cool. the rules. I have got them. And it's already funded. Uh, in fact, it's well funded. Um, and there's a ton more unlocks, uh, stretch goals to be tacked in as well. Uh, there are, I want to say, six days left on this. Um, look at it. And uh, it means if you want to get them and if you want to help unlock a few, you can do so. And if you're not a 3D printer, you can always go and visit Star Hat and, and Pex Ducks themselves. There's a really nice Kurt Russell. Not Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell Crowe. I knew there was a Russell in there. It's a really nice Russell Crowe gladiator and also a Biggest Duckus, if you fancy the Python-esque <laughs> bits. Um, so those are all good in the hood. I just thought a little bit of duck whimsy to round out our week. Brilliant. Yeah. We shall be returning on Sunday for some more ducking fun mm -hmm. uh, with our XLBS over on the Cult of Games on tabletop.com. And if you're not a cultist, you can join us for a 30 day free trial, which can't be bad for the price because it's free. Also, a special guest. Oh, <gasps> you little tease you. Otherwise, <laughs> we shall return next Friday night. Until then, folks, have a great week of gaming. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.